Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome for joining us on the Real Film Nerds Podcast. For those of you who are returning, my name is Matt. Or you know, you probably already know that. For you new people, my name is Matt. I am one of the hosts of the pods. My good buddy, Mr. Miguelito Talent, is here sitting next to me, metaphorically. Miguelito, how are things? Things are good. Uh, now Miguelito, huh? Okay. Miguelito Talent or Zabato Talent? <laughs> Zabato Talent. I like that. Zabato Miguelito Talent. I love it. It's a, it's a long one, but it's a good one. It's a good one. So, all right, Mike, this week we watched a new movie. It was your pick. Did you go and see it in the theaters or did you watch it on the uh, HBO Max like me? I watched it on the HBO Max. I was unable to make it to the theater due to scheduling conflicts. Well, Mike, guess what? This one is the top of the box office in the theaters. So people are going and seeing it in the theaters, which is wonderful. That is wonderful. I wish they had a better movie to watch, but we will talk about that here in a second. Wow. Wow. Mike, right out of the gate. All right. Sounds like we're going to be back to normal. Mike's going to be the hater and I'm going to be the lover, like in life. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. All right. Well, there's a preview, people. So very. for those of you who I didn't mean to interrupt you, Mike, I'm sorry. No, no, it's fine, man. Go ahead. So for those of you who do not know, we are talking about Denzel Washington or D-Wash's latest film, The Little Things. And it, uh, Mike, uh, go ahead, uh, choke down that sip of beer and uh, give us the rundown for this brand new film of to kick off the year of 2021. All right, Matt. So uh, like you said, this is The Little Thing starring D-Wash or Denzel Washington, uh, Rami Malek, and uh, Jared Leto. It's uh, written and directed by John Lee Hancock. And uh, the synopsis of this movie is two cops track down a serial killer. Wow, Mike, that was a wonderful quick breakdown. Yeah, no problem, Matt. <laughs> All right, so Mike, you didn't like this movie. Now, did you hate it? Or did you just think it could have been better? Because I didn't hate it. I thought it could have been better. So, you know, with this this uh, amazing cast in this, it, it, you know, it was really well acted. I just felt like... I felt like it could have been better. I think that's what I liked. I, I, I like certain aspects of this movie. I'm not going to get into... Uh, spoilers quite yet, Matt, but there, there's a, there's a kind of an overall tone of the movie that I, I really liked. Um, it just, it was, it was different and I kind of liked where they were going with things, but I felt like they sometimes just took you down paths and stopped and then took you down another path and then stopped. And then uh, that was a little bit over all over the place in it just, I don't know for me. Um, but I, I liked a lot of aspects of this movie. It was, it was pretty well shot. It was kind of pretty. I just wanted, I, I guess I wanted more out of it in a different way. So it kind of reminded me of another D-Wash movie, which I'll talk about a little later, but yeah. Um, 
I don't know, Matt. What are your first impressions? Well, Mike, I, we definitely need to dive more into this because I would love to hear your thoughts on where it began and then stopped and began and then stopped. Uh, there's a, I, I kind of understand what you're talking about. Again, just like you trying to keep the spoilers, you know, a lid on the spoilers. I liked it. I, I don't know if I would say the cinematography was incredible. It wasn't bad. It was good. I would put it above average, uh, but I wouldn't say it was something spectacular. The acting was, though. Uh, all three actors, you know, they have been nominated and won awards, most of them. Uh, Denzel Washington, Rami Malek, Jared Leto have all done fantastic jobs. Out of the three, I think my favorite was uh, Jared Leto's character, but he always knocks it out of the park as a creepy, gross, disgusting villain. He always does a wonderful job doing that, except for when he was the Joker. Yeah, he was uh, he was very good in this movie, uh, and he's been really good in lots of movies. And, and like you said, Matt, you know this is three Oscar winners. All of them have Oscars, so um, it was great to see them all interacting on screen, and they they really know their craft, and they're really good. I I just had problems, I guess, with the story. So what? Well, okay, I can't ask you what issues you had with the story because that again, it's especially a film like this where the synopsis is like literally one sentence because the story is so integral. You ruin it by talking about little bits and pieces of it. You really do, but I don't know. I I think the story was okay. It wasn't incredible. It's been done before. I don't like, I mean, it's a slow burn. I know you like your slow burns, Mike, but I think this slow burn was a little long and drawn out. It didn't feel as bad as last week's The Midnight Sky. I think that one was way worse, way more boring, way more drawn out. I think this one kept me going, kept me asking more questions, which is a good cop drama does that. You know, a good thriller does that. But then there were also questions that I wanted answers to, much like The Midnight Sky, that didn't get brought up or trickled out or if they did it was at the very very end of the film yeah i i think i was left guessing a lot and that's cool like uh i mean you know it's trying to captivate the audience and and that was that was good it this one is a kind of a slow build on everything but there's just i don't know it just didn't have something for it like i i felt like there was just something close but it wasn't quite there uh and without spoiling stuff matt uh, which we'll talk about in a little bit but i i i don't know it was yeah i don't i don't know how to 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 say it correctly but it just didn't come together in the way that i thought it should even though i wasn't expecting well, I can't. I can't say stuff. Okay. All right. So. All right. Well, Mike, in that case, um, you need to do your job, and then I'll do my job, and then we will just have a spoiler-filled rest of the podcast. Um, so before we jump into that, though, for our our listeners that uh, don't have HBO Max or are wondering if they should go spend their money to watch it in the theaters, or if they want to spend their time to watch it on HBO Max, Max, Mike, um, for those listeners, would you say this is a uh, must watch uh watch if you're bored like would what what's your opinion do you think people should watch this film at all so so normally i guess 
if this was pre-COVID, I would say, you know, go watch this because this, you know, great acting, um, you know, decide for yourself if you like it. Now with the COVID and stuff, I would recommend against going to watch it uh, in the theaters just because I feel like it's not quite as good as it could be. And, uh, you know, if you're spending $15 or whatever, $12, I don't know how much it costs to go to the movies anymore. And when this is all over, it might be $85 to go to a movie. That's um, probably more accurate what's coming down the road, honestly. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm going to recommend uh, not going to see it in the theaters and to stream it or wait for it to come out on, uh, you know, free or, well, other services later on down the road, like Amazon or, or Netflix or whatever. Well, Mike, I wholeheartedly concur. This is not worth it going to see it in the theaters if you already have HBO Max. I say definitely sit down and take a gander because this is, I'm sure we'll discuss in the spoilers, but they don't make films really like this anymore. This is a film from an era that's gone past. It's an era that we grew up in. But I definitely think it's worth a watch just to see these three actors at the pinnacle of their careers. Maybe Denzel's on the downside a little bit, but I mean, they're still incredible at their craft. It's well worth it for that. If you don't have to leave the comfort of your home, why not? Definitely. I say check it out, but don't go out of your way to watch it at the theater because it's just, uh, I don't think it warrants it. I really don't. So, all right, Mike. Well, um, then uh, you just took a sip of it. Do your thing, dude. Do your thing. Ask me a question, Mike. All right, Matt. Um what are you drinking this fine evening? <sighs> well, I'm drinking a really old beer, but I don't care. I still have quite a few of them. I think I have four or five left in the fridge because I like them, especially the cans. I'm drinking the Four Peaks Brewing Company Rattle On Red Ale, the Diamondbacks beer. So I, I really want my baseball to start back up. I want to be able to go to spring training. Yeah, I want to drink one of these sitting in the stands, watching a ball game, eating a hot dog, and uh, spitting sunflower seeds all over the place. Well, dude, you, you totally can do that. You just have to bring your hazmat suit. It's fine. I'm down for it if I get to see a ball game in person. Mike, um, what flavor of IPA do we have today? Ooh, no IPA, man. No IPA. So Is that a Corona? There was a s- uh, it's kind of like a Corona. Oh, uh, there was, I was a sale. Say, I just see a clear bottle, and I'm like, "What? Am I getting a yeah, Corona?" The, the, there was a sale over at uh, uh, the old grocery store, so um, it was a Bogo buy one get one of the Land Shark Lager. So I'm taking a little trip to Margaritaville. Nice. Well, why why don't you drink a margarita next time, and then you can say you're in Margaritaville. That's true. That's true. I should drink a margarita. That that'd be good. That's not IPA, right? No, no. Unless I put like a IPA. Oh, I have had a, a a beer called like margarita that was like, but it wasn't an IPA. But it kind of tasted like a margarita. Well, here's just a tip for you people that love the margaritas. I, I go to the store and I will occasionally buy the pre-made margaritas because I am lazy as shit. I've tried the salsas. I've tried the Jose Cuervos. I have to say my favorite. Oh, I've also tried the Perfect. Have you ever heard of the Perfects, Mike? They're like really expensive. No, what's uh, the the Perfect? It's a premix kit. Yeah, it's like a premix. Oh, Skinny. That's what they're called. Skinny. They're oh, called like Skinny okay, Perfect no. or whatever. And you know, there's some I don't know popular person made brand called Skinny, and they have Skinny Margarita. Anyways, I had that one too. I have to say my favorite out of all of them. That's actually pretty decent. 
the South is okay. Jose Cuervo, but not the regular one. Get the Jose Cuervo light. The problem with the regular one and the salsa is they're too sweet. If you get the Jose Cuervo light pre-mixed margarita, it's actually pretty good right out of the bottle. It's pretty decent. I had some more tequila, you know, because I'm a drunk. But uh, that, that's my suggestion if you like the margaritas. Mike, are you going to do that for next week? Oh, I don't know, man. Maybe maybe I'll, I'll look at the store and see what's going on or, you know, uh, have Mags pick me up uh, something. Uh, I, I go with the Walmart delivery to my house, especially for my booze. It's amazing. They, oh, they'll deliver the booze? No, I don't know. I haven't tried. I was just trying to make a joke. It, it failed oh, miserably. Oh, okay. Because it's oh, oh, probably right. a real thing. <laughs> no, I. that's why I was asking, because I, I, these days I'd be like, yeah, they'll, they'll probably do that. Uh, dude, I might have to do that. I might have to do that. Figure that out, because that would be great. Oh, that would have been hilarious during the snowstorm last week. <laughs> You just sitting on your porch with some popcorn, watching. Damn it, kid! Where's my whiskey? All right, Mike. Well, that means it is now time for the most important part of the entire podcast. Mike, how does 2021's starring my dog D Wash, The Little Things, relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Oh man, it's it's so funny when you say dewash every time. I have a hard time concentrating on what I'm supposed to be doing, Matt, which is talking about the MCU tie-in. But this one was a little bit challenging because the our three stars in this this movie are pretty much the three people in the movie. There's a handful of ancillary char- characters, but not really anybody of note. So it got a little tough, but. I was able to persevere through, and uh, Lorne uh, Polzieri uh, was uh, an art director on Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 in 2017, and for this movie was a supervising art director. Nice, man. Nice. That's awesome. Well, Mike, the streak continues. Yes, the streak does continue, man. For, for episode 206, we're killing it, man. 206 episodes dude i totally forgot to say that earlier didn't i yes you did damn it well all right mike we are now going to enter the spoiler discussion for real film nerds podcast episode number 206 the little things starring d wash rami malik and jared leto mike since you are anxiously wanting to spoil it as you laugh drinking your beer Go for it. It's every time you say dewash, man. Every time. Every time. I'm just I I, I know it's coming and I can't I still laugh. Anyway. That's what she uh, said. Didn't <laughs> maybe. I know it's coming and I uh, coming and I still laugh. <laughs> yeah? No? <laughs> it's terrible. Okay, maybe, I'll stop. Maybe. I'll stop. All right, all right. Uh so so Matt, for for me this movie, I I enjoyed that really the detectives it this shows um kind of a lot of the nitty-gritty detail of trying to solve uh crimes and the pressure that is is thrown upon them like with um the various media and different things and 
and how it can really just wear on them. And then when you're not getting results, how it just kind of bubbles up and you, you kind of get desperate and, you know, uh, so I, I really like that aspect of this movie. The part I didn't like was, I don't know. It, it seemed, it seemed like they were teasing us with stuff, um, with, with, uh, Jared Leto's character. And it was a little bit, I don't know, silly. I, I, I at the same time, he was an awesome... His character was an awesome character. Uh, and, man, did he, he mess with the police. Oh. When he called the um, the officer down um, on the radio call, I was like, well, that was that was pretty cool. Um, and, you know, uh, kind of from the beginning, when I saw him walking around, I figured he was not the guy they were after because of his walking around in the very beginning of the movie were shown somebody who knows who it was, but he was walking around just fine. Um, as far as, uh, the, I guess the killer, I don't know if he even was a killer because we never saw anything. Right. That's the biggest spoiler of the whole movie is there's no conclusive evidence that Jared Leto's character was, the serial killer no evidence whatsoever it makes you think now it points to yes it probably was him but there's no definitive answer you know uh man i mean i guess since we're in spoilers i'm gonna say he wasn't the killer at all i think he was like they said like a crime fan and just obsessive and almost uh like super creepy and like was able to get hands or somehow find evidence and things that he's not supposed to to be able to get to or he went to crime scenes and and did stuff because he knows things that he's not supposed to know but he's not i i don't think he was uh the killer and that's probably my favorite part about this movie is it has no resolution it kind of ends and the bad guys win or Kind of, you know, I, I, that, that's, that's the part I liked about the movie. I just didn't like how we got to that point. I felt it was a little bit convoluted and strange. And there's some weird things that happen that I'm like, really? You can talk about it. We're in spoilers now, Mike. Yeah. Yeah. Like the digging, the, all the digging of the holes. Like, would you keep doing that dude? Like after a few times of him doing like the little, like, Maybe it was over there. No, I think it was Rami Malek's obsessive compulsive personality or his character, not his, his character, that he was not going to stop at anything to find this girl that was gone. And they still never found her even in the end. Yeah. Um, and then uh, actually speaking of the end, Matt, the, the, well, not quite the very end, but for, for very close to the very end. When he's sitting there at the pool, like spacing out with his daughters, not really paying attention at all, and he gets a package from from our our man D Wash, and uh, it's it's a red beret and he he a uh, little note that says no angels. I feel like it was Denzel Washington's character just trying to, um, who's Deacon. His character name was Deacon 
was just trying to give closure to him, but it was totally like fake. Of course, that's and, like, exactly and, what he was doing. You you see him throw the package of all the other red, um, whatever hair clips in the fire, like and one's missing. So that's exactly what he did. He was just trying to not let that detective Rami Cal- Rami Malik's character go down the road that he went down that destroyed his marriage, destroyed his life, destroyed his career. You know, he saw himself in Rami Malik and he was like, here, I'm not going to let him do that to those girls. I'm not going to let him do that to his wife. Yeah. Oh, speaking of that, man, what did you think about his wife and like their strange, like relationship, not relationship and how they never really said that it was their, his wife. Yeah. It was weird, especially since they kind of allude that he was possibly cheating on her too. Rami Malik. Yeah. Yeah. They they didn't blatantly come out and say it, but they kind of alluded to it. So I I don't know, dude. I don't know. It was, I mean, it was an inter- interesting part in the film, but it I don't know. It kind of felt like it was just kind of cannon fodder. It was just another thing to throw us in a different direction. And then, so the, uh, I guess this is my only other thing. Uh, D. Wash's character, uh, Deacon, uh, who stays in a extremely shady hotel um, place or whatever, and starts kind of obsessing and getting back into his old ways i guess it made me very curious is he now a killer is he like that's a good question doing things like is he doing things and not realize it though like because he's 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 lost it i don't know but he i mean he is a killer the very end of the movie you find out one of the three girls of the case that he's investigating he killed and it led to the end of his marriage, the end of his career, pretty much the end of everything. Much like Rami Malek's character. I don't know. That's an interesting perspective. But I think the purpose of him staying in the pay-by-the-hour, you know, basically whore hotel is it's almost like he feels safe there because the murders that he was investigating, including the one he did himself, they were all prostitutes. And so it's kind of like he feels solace being there and being around the dirty and the grimy. And, you know, he feels that almost like it's his penance, you know? Okay. All right. I I, I don't know. Like, because the way that he also left that hotel was strange where he didn't clean up anything and he just left all this like evidence and stuff. I thought that was super weird with the, um, he left the evidence that he went to get there that those stupid, um, uh, snake shoes or whatever. Mm Mm-hmm those boots or whatever. And then I even wonder in the beginning of the movie, if that was like a setup to get him down there to like help like for a little bit. And then I don't know. It's, there's some strange things in the story. Like it just, it seemed odd. Well, and, and then, you know, you sit there and you take a look at, um, Oh, geez, I just lost my train of thought about what I was the point I was going to make. Oh, the, your your point about him possibly being a, a murderer, that, that's an interesting take on it. And maybe that's why he went out of the city and he's out in the middle of nowhere because now he's hiding even though he's a cop. Well, yeah, and I I mean, he knows what to do. Like, uh, like he was oddly comfortable cleaning up this, this mess, Matt. That's what seemed weird to me and he was incredibly meticulous specifically about jared leto's character's apartment i mean he got everything out of there but then as you were pointing out the hotel he leaves it a mess 
So it's almost like maybe he's screaming to get caught. Maybe he purposely framed Jared Leto. I don't know. Mike, this is really going down an interesting path now. You know, I like that the movie kind of had this no ending ending. Like, I kind of like that it didn't clean everything up and, and like, there was just kind of the bad guys win or, or there's no real solving of a crime. Like, I kind of thought that was neat. Well, that depends what perspective you're looking at. Because according to the police and the media, they solved it. They found their murder. Or he, no, they didn't solve it, but he escaped. He left. The FBI came in, took over the case. Yeah, I know, but I felt like it was not resolved. Like, to me, it ended an unresolved case, and it's still ongoing. I mean, you know, now the FBI is involved because the local jurisdiction wasn't getting anywhere fast enough. And and really, it wasn't until uh, a non-prostitute was killed that uh, they really had some pressure on them. Okay, Mike, well... How many reels then do you give it? Uh, so I'm going to give this one two and a half reels. Whew. All right, Mike, we're back to normal. We're back to normal. Ah, man, it's good. It's good to be back, man. I I really thought 2020 got you. So I get, but it's it's good to be back. I'm a little bit higher than you, not by a lot, but I give it three out of five. I I enjoyed it. I didn't think it was anything special. I, you know, this movie is inspired. We didn't talk about it yet, but I'll try and keep it short since we're, you know, hitting our time. But um, this movie is very much a movie from the 90s. It's very much something like Seven or even Usual Suspects. It's in that vein. It's a slow burn. It's uh, not really has a place in today's world nowadays, I guess is a good way to put it. I think that's why so many people are going to find it boring. But uh, I think Seven is a much, much, much better film. Jared Leto being the villain teases the cops, much like uh, Kevin Spacey's character does in Seven, teases Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman. You know, And he's always you know going on and it gets more complicated as you go. But, uh, you know, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. I thought it was a good movie. I thought it was worth a watch. I I just think it's, you know, average. I didn't think it was anything special. Now, you know, if we ever do get to seven, one of your favorite movies all time, you know, you'll, you'll hear my rating on that. And it's much, much higher than a three. Yeah, Matt. What's in the box? Dude, it's Gwyneth Paltrow's head. Come on. Oh, spoilers. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez, you just go out and give it that way. Uh, No, seven, man. When we saw that movie, Matt, I think we saw that together, I think, actually, in, in, in high school. And uh, that was the movie that changed me to actually like Brad Pitt. Interesting. Um, so so uh, then right after that, he did Fight Club. And it's like, well, all right. Cool. Yeah, he's now my man, uh, my, my man crush. I love me some Brad. All right. So speaking of Brad's, I almost forgot I wanted to bring this up. I should have brought this up off the, pat, off the pod. Um. I can't call him my boss anymore. He kind of is, but he isn't. I technically work with him now, not under him. But my coworker, listing agent Brad, also by the name of Brad, had a fun and interesting suggestion. And I think we should go on it. I think it would be fun. I don't know how we're going to do it, but we got to figure it out. He suggested that what we should do is have our listeners write in their most favorite movie in the world that is odd, zany, off the wall that they don't think you and I have ever seen. We sit down and watch it. We invite that person on the podcast and we discuss it and we have them argue about why that 
weird ass movie is so good. Um, that'd be kind of fun. I think the logistics of it might be a little challenging, but that would be fun. I think it would be a lot of fun, but the biggest issue I see with it would be uh, quality of recording and the logistics and the timing because you know you and I have a hard enough time getting our schedules together to do this, let alone bringing a, a third wheel into it. But if I could do it like locally, like get like Brad to be our first one or maybe Santos or, you know, someone that's here locally and we do it like at the house or the, the office or something, I think it would be kind of really fun. It, it'd just be another unique feature we could do, you know? Yeah, that, that'd be, yeah, I think we could do that. And, you know, I've seen quite a few zany and weird movies, but I'm sure there's tons that I haven't seen. I know there's tons that I haven't seen. So that would be an interesting challenge slash, you know, something neat and different to do. I don't remember the example that Brad brought up, but he brought up a movie I'd never seen or heard of, and he loves it to death, even though it's a giant piece of garbage if anyone else probably saw it. But he loves it. You know, I've I've got movies that... I watched growing up that I love and I don't think they're that great of movies. So, but Mike, you know, perfect example, killer clowns from outer space. Oh yeah, that's great. But I didn't grow up watching that movie, but you know, I, I think I would still like, um, y- you remember those Ernest movies oh, yeah. like Ernest scared, stupid, Ernest saves Christmas. Oh, I, I love those. They're terrible movies. I well, love it. Killer clowns from outer space is not a great movie. It's, the production value is crap. The story is awful. The, it, it's just awful. But it is a fun movie. I love that movie. It's so much fun. I freaking bought it. <laughs> I bought that movie. That's how much I enjoyed it. So anyways, all right. Well, speaking of horror movies, Mike, next week is my pick. Yes, yes. Uh, tell us about your pick, man. Like This sounds like something I would pick, but this week I, I had The Little Things, which was pretty good, but not... I wanted it to be more. Well, Mike, this is a brand new movie. It was supposed to come out last year. It's coming out, I think, in the theaters right around Valentine's Day. But if you are willing to spend a little bit of money, which I did and Mike did as well, he helped split it. It's a Blumhouse production called Freaky. It is a comedy horror movie. And after I watched the trailer, I was like, oh, dude, we need to do this. This will be fun. And you know, I'm not a huge fan of horror movies. But I do really like the comedy horror movies. I think they're a lot of fun. So this one is called Freaky. You can buy it. I don't think you can rent it yet. I think that's not going to happen until Valentine's Day. But it stars Vince Vaughn, Catherine Newton. Basically, here's the synopsis. After swapping bodies with a deranged serial killer, a young girl in high school discovers she has less than 24 hours before the change becomes permanent. So basically, Vince Vaughn plays a high school-aged beauty queen for an hour and 42 minutes and that just sounds hilarious to me that is an interesting it's like freaky friday movie or or the parent trap like like body switching movies um but in a horror genre but also comedy so that that's this sounds fun i think it's by the people who did happy death day which i loved i haven't seen the second one but uh the first one was awesome it is by uh christopher landon who did the first and second happy death day he's done a handful of things for uh blumhouse he's also written uh paranormal activity uh two three four um he's done a lot of horror movies uh he did the screenplay for disturbia so uh he's well versed in the horror genre especially 
the unique horror films. So I, you know, I'm not a horror movie person, but this really just, it just looks so much fun in the trailer. I'm really looking forward to this one. So, all right, Mike. Well, uh, I, I guess that's it for me. Uh, what about yourself, sir? I just have one question for you, Matt. Do you think Vince Vaughn will do a better teenage girl than um, Jack Black did in uh, Jumanji? Ooh, hell, dude. That's a great question. I don't know. that Dude, save that for next week. That'll be great. That's <laughs> a right, good topic. I write I just that down. That. Yeah, Mike, I, write that down. <laughs> all right. I'm going to write that down. I'm going to put that in my notes right now. All right, Mike, unless you got something else, do your thing, man. All right. Uh, so, everybody, you know, go out there and stream movies. I mean, I guess you're not really going anywhere these days, but uh, stream as many movies as you can. And, uh, you know, if possible... Go out to those theaters that are still like a, a few are struggling to open and trying to open and try and keep these guys alive. And, uh, you know, catch us on the socials Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And, uh, yeah, uh, catch us next week where we're going to talk about Freaky. Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now, go out and catch a movie. Good morning, Magic 99.1. Is this Matt Hinshaw from The Real Film Nerds podcast? Of course it is. Who else would be calling in? Oh, thank goodness. I was holding my breath. <laughs> How you doing, Matt? I was I was hoping someone else was going to call in before me, and you call them Matt again. I love that. That's I hilarious. No, I actually did take a peek at my caller ID, and I knew it was you. <laughs> <laughs> so that Christmas present again. I just continue. You know, best Christmas present ever. Best Christmas present ever. How you doing? I feel like I haven't talked to you in like a month. It feels like it's been forever. It's, you know, I'm yes. you know digging out of the snow like everyone else. Boy, tell it's me all about much it. Melted now, though. Well, you know, not in my house. We went to the valley this weekend, and uh, it was like seventy-three degrees. We're riding bikes and tank tops, and we come up here, and we're like, "Oh, I forgot. <laughs> we have all this snow." <laughs> That's right, the blizzard of twenty twenty-one. Exactly, <laughs> but it's good movie viewing weather, right? Yeah, so did you watch the movie this week? I have not seen The Little Things. You told me you were going to uh, watch it and you were going to report on it. It did come in number one at the box office over the weekend, though. Yeah, that's great that people are going and seeing it in the theaters. Yes. That's awesome. Absolutely. Tell me what you think. So uh, did you ever see the movie Seven back in the 90s with Brad Pitt yes. and Morgan Freeman? Yes. It's very, it's very reminiscent of films of that genre and that time period. It's a slow burn uh, police drama where they're trying to hunt down a serial killer. Okay. And, and he's a very smart person that does anything and everything to not get caught. And then when the serial killer starts making his presence known, um, he starts toying with the police officers and making their lives very difficult. Oh yeah. That sounds like a good one. And Denzel Washington's in it. So how bad could it be? He's such a wonderful actor. He's incredible. He's a very, very good actor. Um, there's three really big names attached to this film. Uh, Denzel Washington, Rami Malek, and Jared Leto. Uh, not to spoil it, it's in the trailers, but Denzel Washington and Rami Malek are the police officers, and Jared Leto is a serial killer. Oh my gosh, Jared Leto is a serial killer. How'd he do? 
He did incredible. He did a really, really good job. Yeah, I can I can only imagine. I'll have to check it out. It is in theaters. Did you go to the movies to see it? No, I watched it at home. I had a very busy weekend with work, so okay. I, I barely got this one in, let alone making it to a theater. Yes. Yeah, so, I'm, I'm sad about that. I know. <laughs> I know. Have you been back to the theaters yet? Uh, yes, I have. And yep. how was it? It's not bad. They're taking their hardcore precautions. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, um, one thing, uh, like if you go to Harkins, you know, they have the uh, refill cups and things like that. Right. They're uh, apprehensive about them, so they actually give you a new paper cup and you can stick it in your refill cup, but you still got to bring it in and prove you have it. Okay. You know, they're just they're just being as cautious as they can, you know, and keeping everybody spread out. And right, right. Social Keep, distancing and all that. Keeping everybody safe. Okay, so where did you watch it right. if you didn't go to the theater? It is on HBO Max. It's one of those brand new films that's coming out on HBO Max. And do you have to pay for it if you have HBO Max or is it free? Nope, it's free. It's part of the subscription service. They announced it late last year that they're going to release all their films that they were going to put in the theaters same day on HBO Max. Okay, very good. I'm going to definitely check it out. How many reels are you going to give it? It was good. It's a little, uh, it drags a little bit just because that's, you know, what it is. It's a cop drama. It's not a lot of action. It's a mm-hmm. lot of suspense, a lot of drama, a lot of thinking, but I still enjoyed it. Uh, I wouldn't say it's near as good as Seven or any of the other films similar to it as the 90s, but I still had a good time. I give it a three out of five. Three out of five reels. Okay, very good. Do you mm-hmm. have a preview of what we're going to talk about next week? Oh, yeah. Next week is my pick, and it's a, it's a fun one. It's... um. It's a horror comedy, and I'm not much into horror movies, but I love comedies, and I love horror comedies because I don't know how they do it. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a little film called Freaky. It just came out on digital download. It was supposed to come out in the theaters last year. It's on digital download. I think they're putting it out in the theaters uh, next week. Okay. I'm not 100% sure, but it's, it's called Freaky, and here's a little synopsis. It says, after swapping bodies with a deranged serial killer, a young girl in high school discovers she has less than 24 hours before the change becomes permanent. Wow. Okay. I think I'm intrigued. Here's the most intriguing part. The okay. serial killer yeah. is played by Vince Vaughn. Oh, I love Vince Vaughn. Okay. That's so, where the comedy comes so in. When they, right. So when they swap bodies, Vince Vaughn plays a teenage high school girl the entire film. <laughs> is that true? Yep, That's because it, it's a body swap, and she plays the serial killer for the rest of the film. Oh, how funny. All right, very good. It's called Freaky. Sounds a little freaky to me, too. You guys can catch Matt on his podcast. It's called The Real Film Nerds. Thank you, Maddie, for reporting for us on what station? Magic 99.1. The one, the only, the best. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Matt.